Hey everyone, welcome back to another insightful conversation on our roots in tea. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen and expand your knowledge. It is a tradition here that we drink a cup of tea with our guests while we discuss all life related and share wisdom. Today we have a special guest, Aisha Akawa Tea, and our choice of tea is the English breakfast tea. A little bit of a background,、um, you know, with Aisha is that, you know, right now she's working. Doing a lot of costuming in in film on film sets and a lot of、uh, entertainment media, and so we're obviously we're gonna go dive right into kind of her background and sort of you know how she got started and all that. So take it away, Aisha. Um, it was a long journey. Um, in high school, um, up until high school, I was always interested in theater,、mm-hmm. and I loved anything that was creative, that was fun, like expressive. Um, and then in high school, I was really interested in writing a lot, and I did like acting in theater, and I didn't really know anything about film. I don't have any connections like in film, and、um, I was just looking for a way to like figure out what I wanted to do and also incorporate everything that I liked. So around like maybe junior year, I was like, oh, like. I was looking into colleges, and I realized, oh, there's film schools, and that kind of made sense to me because I was like, I could literally do anything that I want in this medium,、um, and I can explore different things, and I don't really have to decide. I think that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, I need a, a place that is like flexible. So that in high school, I basically, you know, found Chapman, and I was like,、oh, I need to go there. I have to go. And so、uh, it took a couple years, but I made it, and I went to the Chapman Film School. I went to Dodge, and my major was film studies because I wanted to like get better at writing.、Um, but I also worked on a lot of student film sets, and I explored everything. I think I did pretty much every department,、mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. But I was kind of looking for that thing that I was like, oh, I can come and do this every day, and. Like, just be happy about it, and I, you know, I enjoyed being on set anyway. So it's not like I wasn't happy, but you know, there's that thing that you're like, oh, I want to come back every day and do this, and that's I kind of like stumbled into costuming because a friend asked me to costume design for her, and I was like, oh, I've never done this before, and she's like, it's okay, I'll help you.、Um, and that was it. Like from then on, I was like, oh, I really want to do this,、um, and. I do enjoy costuming, and I still, you know, I'm still learning and、um, working my way into it. But that's kind of the start. Oh wow, that's very, very <laughs> interesting. Start is a long start, actually. That's that's really cool.、Um, yeah. I mean, there has to be. Is there like, what's that like specific movie, you know, or even TV show, whatever that. I mean, because I know that you're exploring different areas, but it has to be something that really inspire you to be like, "Hey, you know what? Costuming is 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 really my thing." Um, like in terms of movies, I have always really enjoyed history, and、um, that's what I really like in film, like period stuff,、um, and just like fantasy too. Like you can do literally anything you want. I think that's so interesting and people. Like everyone's different tastes are so interesting,、um, 
And especially like with period films, like, you know, we're making it in contemporary times. We're always doing our own take on it. It's never going to be truly historically accurate, but I love seeing like what people's takes are. Like, I love seeing how they get creative with it. I think it's so interesting. Um, like, I guess one that I'm thinking of right now is like Emma, the new Emma. Um, it's on, um, I believe it's on Netflix, but um, it just came out a couple years ago and that was really cool. Oh, okay, you mean the one that was supposedly based on, like, I think, um, Jane Austen. Yeah, like Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, not really a poem, but like her story. Yeah, um, it's uh, based off a book, and they've made a lot of different versions of Emma. So this is just like the newest one. Okay, and then so are, so were you like as a kid reading these kind of like sort of I guess old historical stories, like you know Jane Austen or any of those, or? You just watch TV shows and movies a bit. Um, not really. I don't think I really read Jane Austen or any like historical kind of books. I don't, I don't really feel like I had a lot of access to that. But mm. I was definitely like watching the movies and the TV shows. Um, like those were my favorite things. Like those are the entertainment that I had is like watching movies. So that's I guess how I got into it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. No, that's very cool. And then. Because I, you know, I know like costuming is obviously a very specific department. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a specific process of doing your job. So, you know, I just want to see if you can give me a breakdown of kind of your process of it. You know, when you jump on set, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do? Um, I think it like depends for every different job. Obviously right now I'm just like learning from other people. Um, but overall, I like to be really organized and like tag things and know what we're going to expect for the day um, and just, you know, be prepared so that whenever like whatever changes come about, like I'm ready and I know how to deal with it. I just like I like starting off like clean and prepared and like ready to go. I think that really helps throughout the day. OK, and how, how much research usually do you do? you know, when you jump on a project with these, with these kind of, kind of things? Um, so I've like costume designed a few like student films and it, uh, it really depends on what the director wants. So if, um, if it's like a period piece, then I need to research that period, the mm -hmm. color, what people were wearing, what the vibe is like, um, I did like a seventies piece where we, um, it was based on the toilet paper shortage um, in the 70s so um, I like I found I, I went like through the research and I um, looked at what people were wearing and then I found like pictures of people that I really like enjoyed their style like real real people and then I just tried to take inspiration from that I think that's my favorite part is like when you're doing a historical thing like basing that off real people and what they wore mm. um because that's the closest thing oh wow actually i didn't even know there was like a toilet paper shortage in the 70s I yeah um i don't remember his name but it, um it was like a a guy with a talk show and he like made a joke about it and um i definitely should know his name but i can't remember right now it's okay. but, um, he made a joke about it and um, people in the Midwest, I believe, took it seriously. And so everyone ran to the stores and bought out all the toilet paper. There wasn't a real toilet paper shortage, but it was just like what he said. And because 
you know, everyone was tuning into his show, they believed it. Okay, wow. That's, that's cool. So it does, it does sound like you, you had to go through this whole long process. Obviously, a lot of communication with the director, probably the producer as well. And then, and then also make tweaks into what you need to do. Uh, and I guess the other question would be, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're probably just going out seeking a certain piece of costume, but you're not mm -hmm. actually like stitching and designing it yourself, right? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not. Like I am like designing the look, but I'm not making the pieces. For that film specifically, I actually rented from Sony and went through their uh, warehouse and found our pieces. Um, they have a great collection. Oh, very cool, very cool. And so in some sense, like, you know, when you say design, then it's almost like you, you, you know, you don't really have to, unless you actually draw it out on a paper and then and for the look, because it's more like you go to the warehouse, it's like, okay, this fits, and then you just choose that, right? Kind of. Um, like, for me, it's really important that me and the director are on the same page, and you really need visual examples mm. because I could be thinking something and they could be thinking something and then I go pick it out and they're like no that's not what I wanted mm -hmm. so like mood boards are really important sketches are really important um and you know sometimes you go and then you end up finding something else and you go with that but like you need a strong base sure sure right right okay okay and then um, and because you, you did mention that right now, you're still just learning. So, you know, starting off as just kind of like, I guess, wardrobe assistant is, is my, mm -hmm. my guess. Because eventually that's where you want to get to, right? Like being the cost designer of kind of like a big, bigger project. Yeah, I mean, when I graduated, I was very sure about what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I'm going to costume design. And then we had a pandemic and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I guess I don't really know what I want to do or... I like to keep, you know, my options open, but I do really love costuming and whether, and I love being on set. So whether it is costume designing in the end, or it is just being like a set costumer or a supervisor, like that's where I want to be um, ultimately. Okay. And well, you, you just mentioned that you're unsure, of course, during that period, you're unsure because you, you just, you don't want to put yourself in a box with just that position. Also, like, I guess um, from the beginning, I always was interested in doing a lot of different things. So um, right now, my goal is costuming, and I'm going to keep going on that path. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to learn and, you know, learn from others. And, you know, maybe there is writing in the future, or maybe there's producing in the future. I don't know. I just, you know, there are certain projects or, like, ideas that I'm really passionate about. So I don't want to completely let that go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, we know that film industry can be a little bit fickle in terms of production mm -hmm. decisions. And, and for you during this past couple of years, uh, were you, was it harder for you to find work in, let's say, costuming specifically? Was it very slow? Like, how did you, how did you manage? Yeah, um, so right when I graduated, it was December 2019 um, I was still working at my old job and I, my plan was to stay there for a bit because I was working um, as a dresser at uh, Disneyland mm -hmm. so it was 
in the place where I wanted to be and I wanted to stay there for a couple of years. Um, I only ended up being there for a year because of the pandemic, but um, I was not expecting that to happen. Mm -hmm. So my original plan was to stay at that job for at least another year. And then through that job, be able to start working because um, I had a bit of a flexible schedule. So, and I knew other people who were working in the industry too, who like would stay at that job and then find work. So my goal was to transition slowly, um, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really finding any film work during the pandemic. I did one short film as a PA mm -hmm. um, towards the end of 2020. And then um, I found an office job for a little bit. And then ultimately I decided that I wanted to go back to working in film. So around um, May, I started doing that full time, working, looking for work mostly as a PA and then now uh, in costume. Okay. I know you and I had talked about it, but you know what what office job was that that you you were working? Um, I was working um, for a telemarketing company. I was doing admin for them, so I was keeping track of everything that was going on and um, dealing with paperwork and uh, spreadsheets and stuff like that. That's a very <laughs> I know it's a far cry from from being on set and doing doing mm -hmm. film related stuff. Okay, I can see why you you would move on and do what you want to do yeah it just wasn't the environment for me and I really like to be around people so it, I was missing that a lot okay okay so you would say that you're you're more like kind of like the extrovert outgoing where you, you just want to be around people and don't want to be stuck in the office yeah definitely definitely <laughs> unless like the office was full of like all the people that I want to hang out with and it's a really fun environment I'm more like a um on-set kind of person surrounded by people all day kind of thing okay um it's funny because well so I guess a little bit of a context mm -hmm. I said this in the beginning for the audience is that uh, Aisha and I we met on a set too and she was the PA for that set and the reason I bring that up is because it's it's, it's funny how yeah you want to be surrounded by people you, you know you like but at the same time PA can be a very sort of outside or lonely position because you're just doing runs or doing that but for you that's still okay mm -hmm. yeah I mean I mean aside from like being around people I just um I like doing things that are different I'm not like for example at the office job I was doing the same exact thing every day mm -hmm. um it was same work every day and I like doing different things and I like figuring things out so like as a PA you're constantly getting new tasks, going on runs. Like you're not sitting in a chair all day. Um, you're, you're on the go and you're constantly doing something different. And I really enjoy that. So. Okay, cool. That's, uh, that's, that's good to hear because you know how most PAs, or at least when they have that job, they're like, uh, uh I don't want to do, do, you know, go get coffee or whatever. One day there was one day where I was literally just driving a truck all day. I was by myself, but I don't know. I was still having a good time. I throw on a, some podcasts and I'm good to go. Like it's just okay. a different thing every day. And, so that's kind of like your your like inner peace moment where you that's when you find all the peaceful moments is by yourself driving a truck. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, I actually do want to backtrack a little bit because uh, this is something that I also do want to know. Because you did talk about, um, uh, I mean, at least you and I talked about, you know, of course, you didn't exactly, I mean, at least during this pandemic period, you didn't exactly go to school. You kind of, it's almost like you bypassed it, you graduate early. Mm -hmm. um, just from your experiences, you know, is that something that you, you feel like students should do as well? Or, you know, I'm just kind of curious about kind of your decision, your decision there. Um, like to go through school yeah. or, not or to through? kind of bypass that period, right? Because you said you didn't exactly graduate. Well, that's what you mentioned to me. Oh yeah. Um, so like I, you know, it wasn't planned, but I graduated December, 2019. So I was done with school. I just needed to graduate and have my graduation. So that didn't happen. Oh, okay. um, it was like less of a decision for me than like, it wasn't really a decision for me. It was just what happened. Um, I do know a lot of people, like also my roommate at the time was still doing schooling um, while like the pandemic was going on. So like mid semester, they had to all be on Zoom and do Zoom University basically is what they called it. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I can't even imagine doing that. Um, it sounds like really tough and it's really different, especially when you are still paying the fees and everything for your really expensive school. It's, yeah. a, it's a change and it's not always, you know, the best one, but I know that everybody was doing what they could to like get by. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> it's, it's like, I was lucky that I wasn't, in that situation but I don't know what it happened what I would have done if it happened to me I guess just like keep going to school there like I don't think that anyone was really in a position to choose mm. okay well I guess but I mean I, you well you kind of always have a choice right I mean I feel oh, like yeah that's true yeah yeah but I mean I guess maybe but when you when you start your semester and then the pandemic happens in the middle of it it's like, kind of like mm like, and you're about to graduate, like a lot of my friends, they were about to graduate that semester. So there's no point in stopping mm. when you need your degree, you know, whether or not you walk. Right, right. Like maybe you still need that, what, extra five credits or whatever. Mm -hmm. You kind of just have to do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This is kind of trippy is I can't imagine also being in that situation too, right? Like mm -hmm. Zoom, like, you know, for class, I mean, I, I just don't know how people can really focus or students can focus and actually manage. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know what I would have done. I would have had a really hard time focusing. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, sometimes me and my roommate would like go to lunch while she was in class. She would like have it on her phone mm -hmm. and then we would go get lunch and like just be listening to the lecture. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, but you're just listening. It's almost a white right. Mm hmm. That's pretty funny. Okay. I mean, well, you know, f focus and attention never seem to be like a problem for you. You, you know, at least as far as I know, you, you, you seem to be always very focused on what you do. I mean, I really appreciate that, but I do have ADHD. So. Do you, do you really do? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, are you saying that like from your own personal point of view or you actually were diagnosed with that? Wait. No, I was diagnosed. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but only like recently, um, 
I kind of like had an inkling, especially during the pandemic, because everything is quiet and like there isn't anything going on. I was like, why can't I do everything like everyone else mm -hmm. kind of? Um, and then recently I got diagnosed and they're like, oh, yeah, you definitely have it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> mm. I think I've just been very like high functioning. Okay. So, I mean, but what was it like having that? I mean, like, does it really change your life in any sense? And... I mean, I don't know what it's like not to have it. So um, I definitely notice, like, you know, I'm a big, like, procrastinator. I, you know, some days I can't do things that I want to do, even though I have plans for it. Um, like, there's a lot of things, and I'm still kind of learning what the symptoms are that are ADHD and what aren't. Um, because it's still kind of like the diagnosis is still really new to me because for a while I was just like, oh, that's just how I am, you know? Hmm. So that's, so that's something I, um, I think it's very important, right? I mean, of course, mm -hmm. we don't have to dive too deep into the personal if you don't want mm -hmm. to, because, you know, um, that's all kind of all categorized as, you know, mental health related. And I know that, mm -hmm. I know that during this period, it's kind of been tough for everyone. So I can imagine for you, you know, your mental health probably suffered a little bit throughout this period. And then with that too, right? You have to deal with maybe learn about the symptoms and deal with that. I, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, like how you really dealt with all that. It's, it's kind of a crazy period. I've always been managing it. Um, it was definitely difficult during the pandemic. I had a lot of personal things going on. And then um, just like, I think therapy is like really important and getting like talking to professionals mm -hmm. is really important. I think everyone needs better access to that um, because during the pandemic, I didn't have really good access to that. So it was more difficult. I think um, what like during times where I was like, I really need to talk to somebody and just get my thoughts and feelings that I didn't really have that. So um, it was definitely hard to go through that, but um, I'm doing better now and was able to like get the help that I needed. So it was just like an ongoing thing. And I think that especially during the pandemic, people really realized that mental, like I think we've always been talking about mental health, but maybe more people now realize how big of an issue it is. And hopefully everyone can get the help that they need, you know? Oh, no, that's great to hear that you're improving. And I mean, did you, f did you feel like there, you had like school counseling help when you're in school that, you know, you can kind of help you with that or, or there's no, no access? I didn't really have like school counseling in high school. Um, when I was in community and college, they did offer and, and university, they offered like a few sessions with a counselor. Um, but I do notice that like those kind of counselors are here for like light things. Um, and if you are like experiencing um, symptoms of like depression or any other mental illness, you really do need to talk to like your, your doctor and your professional um, because there's only so much they can do at a like school counselor, you know? I see, okay, okay. And then, you know, and usually of course professionals, they'll what they'll kind of come up with like a plan or steps that you can take in order to to get better is my, my guess mm -hmm. okay and what what are some steps that you've taken or you know that you've 
gotten from professionals like takeaways I mean it's an ongoing thing sometimes mm -hmm. medication helps sometimes just like talking to somebody to get out of your head is really helpful and then just like um if there are certain things that you need to go through they can help you with that and like learn better habits and better ways to cope Obviously, I'm not a medical professional, so I am not giving any medical advice here. <laughs> of course not. So, you know, anyone is listening and they need help, go talk to your doctor and don't listen to me. <laughs> no, well, yeah, of course. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's very, uh, very good way to put it. It's necessary for therapy, and um, but at, you know, in general, what kind of cares as to what kind of good habits have you established? Um, thus far? Um, I like used to have a lot of confidence issues and I think I'm still like working through that but um, like learning to trust yourself and love yourself and take care of yourself is all really important and I've definitely had a journey through that and um, I think it's really like for me it's really important that I trust myself and listen to my gut in certain situations um, because that's all at, like down to the core. That's like what I have, what I can trust on, what I can rely on. And um, I need to like validate myself, even if I'm feeling unsure about things or from overthinking, you know, I need to take myself out of that situation. And then. And how important that is for everyone to know. And, and I, I actually, glad that you're sharing this with us and with me I mean I you know appreciate that you being so open because you know we talked about how a lot of people aren't very open about because maybe they're they're ashamed of it or I mean I don't know maybe because apparently there's still stigma behind all that yeah and there's so many societal pressures like it's endless you know I feel like everyone's out to get us and no one wants us to be who we are there's you know, even though like talking about mental health and self-acceptance is more, I guess, accepted and popular to talk about, mm -hmm. um, there's still stigma and there's still like an ideal version, uh, idealized version of who we should be. And I just don't think that those things are important. I think we need to listen to ourselves and trust ourselves and, um, you know, love ourselves for who we are. Um, and... I think that like, I think that a lot of, sometimes we can like joke about, you know, our negative features or say negative things about ourselves. And I'm not really a fan of that. I used to do that a lot, like self-deprecating self jokes. Oh, yeah. And it's fine sometimes, but you know, at a certain point, you're just like, you might start to believe that. And I think that's like one of the biggest things I used to do. And then I realized like, oh, I need to stop saying that about myself because it's, it, it is coming from a place that like, I might not like myself and I don't want to start to believe that. Yeah. So I don't know, I cut that out and I'm trying to lead with like a more confident self-loving self and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I love this. I love, I love the progress you're you're making that you've made. Because um, when I first met you, you don't you don't seem that way. Um, and I think that's the you know the reality of it is that 
you know, we all deal with something. Mm-hmm. And so we just tend to kind of hide it behind our, I guess, mask. Um, mm-hmm. Not literal mask, but, you know, metaphorical. Yeah. Um, so, that no, that's that's very well put. I think that's beautiful, um, the way how you put it. And, you know, being more positive. And for you, like, do you, do you actually have, like, a, a, a particular mantra that you tell yourself or something, you know, some kind of positive statement that you tell yourself? Um, I'm not sure if I have, like, a mantra. I just, I do think that things happen for a reason mm-hmm. and that things are always going to get better. And those are kind of the things that I remind myself sometimes if I'm going through a hard mm-hmm. situation. Um, so I think those are the two biggest things for me. Okay, cool. And then, of course, now sort of pivoting in a, in a different direction now, of course, with all, you know, you feeling more confident about yourself. And then now is when you go and do other jobs and do what you need to do. You're mm-hmm. able to do a better job is my guess. Yeah. And, I mean, also, like, especially with homework, especially as a PA, yeah. like, you really need to be confident in yourself. And when things happen, you can't take it personally. Mm-hmm. So I think all of that, you know, comes together. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And no, that's actually a good way to put it, not taken personally, just because, yeah, I know some people can be a little bit too sensitive, right? Um, yeah. And that's fine. I mean, you, you know, at some, some point, yes, you want to be a little bit sensitive just because, you know, shows a little bit of expression. But, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's important to be empathetic, but I think it's also important not to take things personally, especially at work. Um, like, stuff happens, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's really important for us, especially in film, to be working together to find a solution and not to pit each other against each other and make it a problem because there's nothing good that comes out of that. Okay. And and now sort of kind of continue off of that or piggybacking off of that. Like so far, all the jobs you've been on, mm-hmm. what was one of the worst experience you had um, on set that made you really question yourself? I mean, you don't have to name names, obviously. You can just be very general. I don't know if I can talk about it, to be honest. You, you don't want to? I don't know if I can. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah I was just curious. I think that it will kind of be an interesting storytelling, you know? Yeah, I can tell you later, Darren. <laughs> tell me, tell me later. Okay. Okay. You tell me later. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then, well, okay. We'll bypass that topic. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go to the next one. Um, backtrack a little bit is that you, you know, you are doing, you're doing, um, you're being, what's it called? Uh, you're, so you were doing costuming, entertainment, costuming and dresser over at Disney. So what, what was that experience like? And what did you learn over there? Um, it was really good. Um, it was the first job that I ever had that I wanted to be there every day and I love the people who I talked to and I wanted to be friends with the people that I worked with. I think every other job before that I was just like this is just work. I don't need to connect with anybody. I just come here, I do my job and I leave. Mm-hmm. This was the first job for me that I was like, oh I like I really love the people that I'm working with. I'm having a really fun time. Um and there is a lot to do and a lot to learn. And there are some incredible people that I've worked with, like some of the sweetest, most incredible people that I 
had the opportunity to meet and work with know um because there are people from all walks of life there um the job that I was doing was entertainment costuming I was a dresser there um I before that right before that I was working at the drama juice at downtown Disney and I was looking to find something more in my career and I was like I'm just gonna look I'm just gonna see if Disneyland is hiring because even in high school, I always said I didn't want to work at Disneyland because it was just like my happy place. Mm. Um, but the year before that, I had applied to do attractions there and I didn't get it. And then um, I was working at Jamba Juice and I was just like, I'm just going to look. I'm just going to see if they have anything. And I saw that and I was like, I think I can do that. Um, so I went, I got through all the interviews and I really thought that the other two people were way more experienced than me. All of them had worked at Disney before, either like Disney World, Disneyland. Um, and most of my experience was film, not theater. So I was really not expecting it, but I got it. <laughs> and I was really excited. And um, I was there for a year until like the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really fun. There was a lot of different places that you could work. There's a lot of different jobs that you can do. And it's all related to costuming. And there are so many just like really cool people that I was able to meet and work with. I really had a good time. Oh, okay. That means like positive experiences all, all, way, all the way around. Pretty much. I mean, there's always, you know, it's a job. There's always things that go on. But like, um, I think that I was really lucky to be surrounded by good people. So that, you know, that helps. And you, well, you never had to deal, do you have to deal with like a lot of customers or or anything or just? No, No. I was like backstage. So I just worked with the characters um, and like my job specifically was like entertainment. So like any of the shows, characters, um, yeah. Any, any behind the scenes, details that you can share or no <laughs> oh, no i don't want to get in trouble by the mouse oh you get in trouble yeah <laughs> no no just i'm always curious because you know how like you know how like sometimes you're always curious like oh i wonder what it's like to work at you know in and out or like what they do behind the scenes you're just oh yeah yeah, yeah. no it, um yeah i don't know I'm not really one to talk about things very publicly and on the internet. I know there are like a bunch of TikTokers who talk about their experience (laughs) at Disney and I'm not, I'm not like quite there yet. Um, Okay. mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I guess a more general question about that. I mean, they, you're, you're really just kind of, okay, you're backstage. You're just kind of grabbing whatever costume that's needed for, for Mm -hmm. maybe that particular show. And you'd be like, okay, here, wear this, we're doing this. And, and kind of that's the extent of it in a way. Kind of. It's like really organized. Like this is a thing that happens every day. Okay. So there's schedules, there's like everyone, you know, in the, in the performers, you know, they know what they're doing too. They know what they're supposed to wear. So we prop everything, we clean everything or send it out to get cleaned and then um, set up for the day. And then when people come back, we also like take things to laundry and stuff. So. It, so it kind of sounds more like tedious work than like more creative, right? You know, because it's not like you get to design anything. No, it's not creative at all. It's not there creative. is like a creative costuming part mm-hmm. in like at part of Disneyland, but I don't work for them. Okay, okay. Um, was there ever a, 
a moment when you're working there that like, hey, you know what? I want to be one of those person who wears a costume and go out and, you know, perform. Sometimes, I think in the beginning, I was like really enamored by everything. Uh -huh. I don't care about like learning what happens behind the scenes. I think that gives it like a new special feeling to it. Mm -hmm. um, so in the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I could do that. Um, but then you learn what they do, and they have a really hard job, and it gets really hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not as big of a fan of that. Of that. <laughs> mm, okay. Interesting that you say that, because you know how most, um, most girls, you know, growing up as a kid, they're probably thinking, oh, I want to be this Disney character. So it's almost like, oh, this is your chance to wear like this princess princess costume and mm -hmm. perform I figured that would be very attractive oh I would love to wear the dresses they look they're beautiful uh, and that would be really fun but I don't particularly need to like do work the job uh, and they have a really hard job like I'm not even kidding you like oh wow they have a lot of pressure and a lot of work to do and I'm I very much admire them and the stuff that they do mm -hmm. um, to deal with guests all day and then they you know there's a lot of stuff going on right right oh yeah yeah no I can imagine too especially like what you said right I mean summertime in SoCal yeah you put on those costumes you perform the old god probably like sweating all around and you're gonna give them water like every other <laughs> minute or something you know and like imagine doing this job in Florida oh no thank you I know I know what you mean, but the Florida one is, I'm guessing is much nicer, you know, because it's Disney World, so it's like probably more stuff going on, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I know some people used to work at um, Disney World, but mm -hmm. I didn't work there. So. Okay, okay. That's cool. I mean, that, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, about the other experience that we could talk about it, you know, <laughs> off, off offline, because I, I don't want to mm -hmm. drill you too, too much into it. Um, because so I, I guess this my door yeah 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 <laughs> um so just to pivot a little bit uh because I know you mentioned to me before that you're right now you're working on a feature film like an indie feature film you're you're on set you know doing costuming mm -hmm. um can you tell me a little bit about that project or is that also hush hush too or? okay um, this is for real. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with that feature right now okay. that I don't want to talk about on recording. So if we could cut that, I would really appreciate it. No, we don't even have to talk about it. So we don't have to even cut anything. You just tell me later on offline. Okay, yeah. I, I just like, I don't want to talk about that one right now. And I'll tell you later. Did you have an NDA? Is that what's going on? No, it's just really messy. Oh no! Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that offline, just because. Yeah, I you know I don't want to pressure you into to yeah. I don't want you to be in trouble, anyways. You know, I want yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to like talk about it about anybody. So. Okay. Okay. All right. It sounds good. Okay. Well, are you are you done with that film mm -hmm. or are yeah, you still? Oh, you're done. Okay. All right. Um, if you're done, so now what's the next move? Let's do. Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, I um, I want a little break, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, I'm looking for other jobs. I might be working 
with some people that I know again. And it's just kind of like wide open. There's some other opportunities that I want to see what will happen with them. But it's, I don't know, with this kind of work, I feel like I never know what's going to happen next. So. Right, right. Okay, okay. So now it's just more freelancing, you know, like yeah. costuming is, is mm -hmm. main area. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, aside from that, like, what else? Are you working on anything else? Are you doing anything else on your own personal time? Or? Um, I want to, I'm actually signed up for a class. I'm going to do a history class that I'm really excited about. Um, I, I don't know. I just really like history and I want to know more about it. And that's just like a hobby for me. <laughs> okay. History, you, I mean, you talking about U.S. history specifically or just in general? Um, like I, I do. I like um, British history, but I also want to know more about Middle Eastern history because um, I feel like I have a like huge blind spot over there, even though like that's my where I'm from, that's my culture. So I want to learn more about that. Well, wait, you, you oh, in, 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 you know, UK, you mean like your, that's your culture over there? No, the Middle East. The Middle East, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cause, yeah, cause I know that you did, you did go to the UK for vacation. Mm -hmm, I did. Oh, okay, so I guess maybe that's where the love of British history came from? Mm -hmm, yeah, I, um, I don't know I was always like intrigued by medieval history and then um I thought about living there even though that's a whole way to I don't know like I don't know how to really get there but um I when I was in school I was like I really want to study abroad and that was like my biggest reason for picking my school ultimately mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to go there just to see if I really liked it mm -hmm. um so I did my study abroad in Glasgow, Scotland, and it was incredible. Oh, wow. Nice. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So what did you learn about their culture and uh, food and all that stuff? That kind yeah, of um, I still was doing film studies. So I um, was going to their school and um, like Scotland is just gorgeous. Like there's the Highlands and there's a lot of history there. So um it was really cool to go there and like see the highlands for the first time and like be there in the snow and um there's just like a lot of old buildings and there's um there's so many things like they have these like dances called Kaylee's which are so fun and um mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed that <laughs> any um any major differences differences between like their school system in here? So I was signed up for like four classes, I think. I did a theater class, I did a film studies class, and then I did uh, two art classes, like a photography class and then like a life art class. Mm -hmm. And um, it, the way it works is like, you don't really have to show up to class, but you have like readings and stuff to do. And um, for me, like I go to class because it's better for me to learn and take the information like firsthand. Yeah. But you, there's like lectures and then there's um, like in, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like in person, like a regular classroom. And so you have a couple of those scheduled for each class every week. Mm -hmm. And 
some people come to class some people don't come to class it's fine mm -hmm. but then you have the your whole grade is based on exams oh so okay there's a huge exam period at the end of the semester and that is really what determines your grade um for my one film studies class we had like an essay instead of an exam so that was a lot better for me but um yeah it's very different <laughs> Oh, wow. So like no homework, none of that stuff. It does, that doesn't matter. Nope. Oh, okay. It's more just like learning the material and then being able to test on it at the end. Okay. Um, that's cool. Wow. That's, that's a really big shift. And what about their mm -hmm. culture? How, how's their culture? What's their culture? I mean, I don't want to like, I guess. No, not, the, not anything bad about it. I meant like. No, 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 no. I just like, I'm sure that I, you know, I'm just learning and I don't know everything. Oh, okay. But um, I feel like Scottish people are really like kind people and they have a really rich history. Mm -hmm. And um, like the Kayleys is one thing that I've never experienced before. And that is a like very Scottish thing. Even if um, I did like a homestay during my program and we were dressed like across the border into England and people like didn't know what it was. It was mm -hmm. very um um and then you know they have the gallic language too okay um not yeah. everyone speaks it but um i i know that they are trying to um like research it and archive it so that it's more readily available um it's not like ireland where the, everyone speaks a language and it's like incorporated in their culture it's more it's difficult because they, you know, they became part of Britain. So um, they lost a lot of their history because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what else. I'm sure there's like lots of yeah. things, you know, that they have clans and. Mm. Really clans. Wow. Yeah, I think it's more of like a historical thing than like, a, I don't know. I don't want to speak on them and say something yeah. wrong, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Because um, you, what you mentioned that uh, what's it called? What was that? Like Kaylee's? Is that what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you wait? How do you spell that? And what exactly is that? Like you know? Oh, I have to look it up. I think it's um something like this. Oh, okay but it's like a big party and they have like dances like specific dances that they do and um every time you go they'll teach you um but it's just like a big party it's very fun <laughs> oh okay like it's like they have food they had mm -hmm. alcohol whatever like a, a whole yep. big piece basically mm -hmm. and oh. like it's like group dances oh so it almost sounds like it's almost like you're you're uh if you're talking about medieval times it's almost kind of like going to like king arthur's like round table <laughs> right kind of kind of okay <laughs> like wine <laughs> wine everywhere and like food or whatever mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. yeah it's like a huge party it's so fun okay and then like we said before you you had to dress a, dress a certain way obviously for for the party not really i mean we are in like contemporary times you mm -hmm. can dress however you want <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Do you, so we I mean, sounds like you you like it over there and that means that you you would eventually in the future would like to move there and live there, right? I would love to live there. I wanna like 
I, I know that they, you know, they have the BBC and they make all those like historical um, period films. I would love to work on those. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they have all the, I think, feel like they have all the best locations for, for, for that kind of stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, what, they still have kind of like castles and stuff, you know? Over oh, the, yeah, like, they yeah. do. Yeah, it's crazy because I, and then what's the Stonehenge is over there as well? Mm-hmm. All that. No, that yeah. In, that's in like near London. That's near London? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you just go to, you just went to all these tour spots, right? Is my guess. Kind of. They had, for like students, they have like these tours where, you know, they'll say, okay, we're going to the city one day and you go on the bus and you drive through the highlands and you visit that city. So we had a lot of those available. So we just like do as many as we could. Mm. Um, Oh, very cool. Wow. It sounds like you had a blast over there. Yeah, it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed that time. And I was like with my friends. So, you know, we were, we were having a blast. Oh, <laughs> I'm very- sure it's not the same like normal everyday experience, mm-hmm. but I was still good. And it's beautiful there. Okay. Okay. I mean, and so, cause you said study abroad, but then it feels more like a vacation than anything. Kinda. I mean, we still have to do our exams but um we did a lot of trips <laughs> okay well with all the trips you took I hope you did pass the class I mean you took the exam I did I did oh, okay that's good <laughs> yeah, okay. I definitely did okay cool cool all right um and I guess to kind of continue back on or loop back to the previous point because you're yeah you're taking this issue class now so that's online right that's all online mm-hmm. okay and is that through like your school, like Chapman, or just some, or just some. No, it's through a community college. Just through community college. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of hoping that from, or hoping that from that history class, you're you're able to kind of learn a little bit more about these periods. So then that kind of helps you with your future work. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh yeah, I just want to take like an overview class of everything, and then I can get into the details on my own. Um, just so I have, I have that basis and then I can continue. Um, and hopefully it works out. Like hopefully it's a good class for me. Um, I'm going to be doing it like along, alongside working. So we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And how many, how many days is this class? It's online. So like everything is just like online. I think we are, we'll have like a list of everything that you have to do every week. And then okay. um, you just submit it. Okay. That's cool. it's, it's like for a semester. Okay. 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 And then aside from that, you're still applying for jobs, probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, doing whatever else you're doing, reading, I guess, or writing. Yeah. As you mentioned to me before that you, you're writing some stuff. Yeah, I haven't been writing recently, but um, I haven't had a lot of time while I've been on set. So yeah. it's a good thing, but. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And I guess kind of, not a final question, but, you know, a very important question. I, I think it could be helpful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If, you know, like what kind of advice would you have? Because for you, like you're, you know, you graduated like obviously a lot earlier than, than probably a lot of people in your school. What kind of advice would you have for them? Like the new, new people who just graduated and trying to get into this field or, or getting jobs? For me, I didn't have anyone really that I knew in film, you know, I had to do it all by myself. 
and you it's basically like a second job like it's a job to find a job and it's really hard and tough but I don't know I really enjoy it and I enjoy working so that's what gets me through you know you really have to be on top of it you have to you know be part of all the Facebook groups and the websites and be applying all the time it's not just going to come at you because you want it right okay yeah of course you got to work for it you got to be proactive and the one applying for your jobs mm-hmm. okay and you like I hate the word networking I feel mm. like it seems really cold what but, um, <laughs> why I don't know. I think I just got the impression that like it's like a business kind of relationship and I love meeting people and like being genuine and like yeah. even though it's like a like a work relationship like I still like want a genuine connection with people. So I like stray away from that word, but it is it is that like you constantly have to be connecting with people and um like spending your time getting to know people and then also like helping other people. I know like I just started, but if I see a job opportunity and I can't do it, like I will send it to somebody else. Mm. You know, this is not all about me. It's about like, okay, I'm in, so I'm going to help other people get in too. Oh, great. Great. Okay, cool. Very cool. That's, that's, that's very kind of you. I I really love that. I think we need that energy here. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We absolutely do. And I, I think the huge part of, you know, the networking part is that I, I think um, sometimes people maybe are afraid to talk or to talk to people or network because maybe they're afraid that they'll get rejected and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have that same feeling sometimes. Um, and if you do, like, I don't know how you're overcoming it. I mean, I guess, like, there is a lot of rejection for me. Like, you know, I've reached out to a lot of people online and I try and like message people and have like phone calls and those kind of things. And most of the time it doesn't work out. <laughs> like most of the time you apply to jobs and you don't get accepted. And the first few times it sucks and you feel like nothing is gonna happen, but eventually that's just like part of it. Hmm. Okay. So for you, you you would just probably tell people like, hey, just be brave and just, message or send it out I mean who cares why yeah, just like I mean people tell me all the time when I was asking you know for advice it's like you need to contact people you need to find the people who you want to talk to so you just you do it and if it doesn't work out just move on to the next one okay great great and um I mean I don't know if you want to reveal this or not but if you're helping people let's say someone who doesn't have much of resource like what what kind of what resource groups or what resources are you using in order to get jobs or contact people i mean for me i found a lot through facebook i mean that's how i found fees like um i i find a lot of jobs through facebook i know a lot of people find jobs through staff me up um i haven't had a job from staff me up but i've been contacted about a couple before and they just like didn't work out with my schedule Um, You just have to be the person who messages first. Like, you have to have the alerts on. You have to be quick. You have to be the first person. And really, sometimes that's the only thing that matters. Mm, Okay. No, Sometimes they don't even ask you for your resume. They're just like, okay, you're available. Let's go. Wow. 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 I know. know. Wow. So it's like kind of like a first come, first serve basis. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's crazy. So you make it feel, you make it sound like it's like Hunger Games or something. He's like, everyone's just fighting. Oh, kind of. <laughs> the PA game is Hunger Games. PA games, the Hunger Games. That's a good way Survival to put it. Survival of the fittest. Will you find a job and will it pay you minimum wage? Mm. Okay, okay. Um, I No, no, this is good because I, I mean, I'm going to obviously post a lot of these resources, you know, uh, in the description for people to to look at or to go to because, you know, maybe not a lot of people know about it. And so let's mm-hmm. say you talked about Facebook, uh, was, is there like a, some p- specific groups that you, you join or you, you get jobs from? So then at least people can know about that too. Um, there's like, there's a lot, honestly, just like search production assistant and like a million will pop up and I swear to you, I'm in all of them. Um, there's like, I need a production assistant. If you are in like a particular job, like art department or something, there's like specific ones for that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I need a wardrobe assistant. There's also like other groups that are not just that. There's like, there's like a lot of different groups and you just have to be in all of them, to be honest. <laughs> My Facebook page is just like, yeah. And like, sometimes I find them through TikTok. Like I just scroll and find the film people and they talk about what they do. Um, and like for me, a lot of the jobs that I get is like driver jobs. Mm-hmm. So if you can drive, like that's a really good opportunity. I think that's the main reason that I have found some of my jobs is because like I can drive a truck, I can drive a um, twelve pass like that. A lot of people really really need that. So okay, I'm really hungry and can drive. <laughs> oh no, that's great. Yeah, that's great. And um, I guess one of the other main question too is that like how are you distinguishing like what is like a scam or not though right because if a million groups or post pops up i mean um i think that if you have a bad bad feeling don't do it don't do it okay if you have a bad feeling don't do it always make sure that you're getting paid right even if you're pa like it's important that you're taken care of and that you are paid for the work that you do so if you need to do a contract every time, do that. If you like make sure that you have an agreement, a written agreement, like make sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you know upfront like what the situation is. Because there's a lot of weird jobs out there and there's a lot of people who want to take advantage of production assistance and it's not cool. Like we need to take care of ourselves and make sure that we're getting paid right and um, if you have a bad feeling, don't do the job. Like, ask them the questions. Like, if they're legit, they'll have the answers for you. Oh, great! No, that's great advice. Actually, I think I think everyone, a lot of people, can have a good takeaway from this. Yeah, it's asking the right questions. You know, um, and if someone no. is asking you to pay the money, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's yeah. fake. <laughs> definitely, definitely fake. Yeah, uh, I think people fall for that, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> Do you really know people fall for that? No, I saw some people on Facebook. Wow. There was like a scam going around and I got one of the emails and I was like, oh, this looks fake, but I'm going to post it anyways. Hmm. And someone's like, yeah, I sent the money and then I never heard from them again. And I'm like, Yo, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, because they swore your money. Why would they give you back <laughs> to you? I mean, it's funny. No, no, I, I know what you mean because I, I've gotten some of those emails before where like, you know kind of some crazy description and then usually they they attach like a, a big name director like something mm-hmm. like oh you know hey steven spielberg is filming this movie and he mm-hmm. you know, he's looking for an assistant blah 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 and it's like okay well the one the one that's common is like oh we'll, we're gonna send you this check 
and then give us like all your information yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's almost mm-hmm. like yeah it's stupid because why would anyone just send you money without even hiring you it just doesn't make any sense yeah. also like look up people on imdb like sometimes i've worked with people who i have more credits than them and i'm like mm. Mm. <laughs> that should have been a sign well but how bad is that though because maybe that person has a lot of money saved up but just trying to get into the game and just doing their no, own for sure like um i think you really have to look at it holistically too like who are they working with do they know like what's the payroll situation like it's everything like some people don't have any experience but you know they want to make their project and they have money and they can hire people just like make sure that you're okay and you feel confident about the project right okay yeah like like um it sounds like clear communication matters right because if that person using their own money to do a project then you know they'll have to express like, hey, okay, we're, we're going to be paying you ourselves out of pocket. So maybe you'll like either demo you or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. at least some kind of communication on that. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, everything in writing beforehand. Everything writing beforehand. Okay. And do you, and then um, are you actually reading, looking at the contracts yourself, like evaluating it, or you actually have like someone else help you? No, I do it myself. Um, I like wish I had somebody who could help me. But um, I mean, also, like, sometimes it's just like trial and error. And you're like, okay, I did this. And next time I'm going to do this better. You know, also, like, know your rights to like, know health. If you're working in California, know California laws, like the labor laws. um, So you aren't like blind and people can get away with things just because you don't know what's going on. Okay, great advice. I love it. Um, And yeah, that's actually a great way to even wrap it up too. But before we do, there's one final question. Uh, A final question for you is how, maybe something for you to think about is how do you, what do you see yourself or how do you see yourself in like 10 years? Hmm. This is a good one. Um, I don't know. I don't really have, I do have career goals, but I, you know, I'm not going to be upset if they don't happen. Mm. Um, my main goals are I want to be happy mm-hmm. and I want to have like a stable home life. Like I would love to buy a house. Great. Um, whether that is here or in another country, I think my goals are just to be happy and have a stable life. Great way to put it. A simple life. I love that answer. I just know that like things can change Mm -hmm. so quickly. And um, I think having expectations and stuff is good. But, um, you know, my life has changed so many times so quickly that um, I'm accepting of whatever comes. Great. That's beautiful. And that's something for the audience to really think about too, right? Is sometimes just yeah like what you said it's good to have goals and have a direction but not be too hard on yourself it really doesn't happen so mm-hmm. that's great and well and here we are wrapping this up because we are running out of time and <laughs> i just want to say thank you very much aisha for coming on it was really lovely mm-hmm. thank you so much for having me this was really fun it was so nice to see you again yeah, of course always good to see you um yeah so anyways 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode and to continue to listen to this podcast show. Uh, we're we're gonna, I'm gonna try to do more of these. You know, I've uh, been a little bit lazy on it, but um, hopefully, we'll be back next week for another new one. So stay tuned, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>